What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of First and Ten Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Your host, Dave Sturchio, alongside two of the primo writers of bloggingtheboys.com, Aiden Davis, Tony Catalina. Guys, I mean, there's rumors swirling around here. It's breaking news right now, uh, uh, and it's it's simply this. The First and Ten Podcast was responsible for interviewing potentially tight end one for the Dallas Cowboys last week. <laughs> so... <laughs> a lot of crap going on right now with this team, man. It's it's very it's alarming. But Aiden, I'll bring it to you first. I, I know that the other podcasts on the network have really beaten a lot of this stuff over the head. And as as you know, as respectful as I'm possibly been, like they, they did it for a reason because that was the topic of combo. Uh, but now, how big with this Blake Jarwin news coming out, right? And then you know these other stuff that we'll cover tonight with with moving some money around. How pivotal is tagging or re-signing Dalton Schultz at this moment? I'm still on the boat that I just don't know if the Cowboys can afford it based off the cap situation. I mean, we're going to get into the DeMarcus Lawrence news. We know what's happening with clearly the Cowboys are at a position where they don't have much money to spend and they don't want to spend it. And so I just don't know if you can afford to bring back Schultz likely what it would be on a franchise tag, which is you're paying him like a top five tight end in football. And granted he might be, I just don't know if you can afford to pay that. So I'm just in the boat that I'd love to have Schultz back. I just, I don't know if it's feasible at all right now. Tony, when when you look at this this roster as a whole right now, this Dalton Schultz has he skyrocketed up the priority list to you as far as guys you need to bring back based off of what we've learned over the last week. I think they're gonna have to look at it a lot, a lot more serious than they probably thought they were going to once uh, before the Blake Jarwin news came in. I mean that. And it's kind of funny because Dalton Schultz kind of has him where they want him because he doesn't really have to budge with his price if he doesn't want to. It's either going to be here right. or somewhere else. And then the fact of the matter is, Sean, we really did interview tight end one in that case. I mean, you're going to look at the draft. I mean, the way they're handling the Mari Cooper stuff and the way the tight end is shaking out, two positions that we felt pretty good going into last year are almost like early top 100 pick draft needs at this point. And it's, and now we're getting away from the philosophy that Will McClay has really thrived in is being able to take the best player available in most instances. It's turning into filling holes and gaps and trying to, you know, hit impact players that are going to be a rookie deal. So it's, it's, yeah, this is not a good situation. And Dalton, the Cowboys are going to have to look at him a lot more seriously. But, you know, who knows if we got the money for it because it seems like we're tight pockets here. Yeah, so every obviously uh, a couple of the podcasts have already covered uh, Amari Cooper situation. That made its news and made its rounds um, with the Dallas Cowboys potentially parting ways with them. The only thing that bothers me is that there's other rumors coming in like, oh, X, Y, and Z teams are interested in Amari Cooper. Like, first of all, you don't get to be interested in anybody. He's not gone yet. So everybody just calm down. Like, they're like, oh, imagine him with Patrick Mahomes or imagine him over here with the Colts or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, like, he's still our guy. Like, there's been times where I'm not going to credit this front front office because I think they're in complete disarray right now. But there are times where I'm just like, this guy's. there's no shot that we get this guy back, including the time that, that we let, Amari Cooper hit free agency, right? And we were like, nah, he's gone. He's going to go to the Washington team. Like, we don't know. You know, we're going to lose him there. And then all of a sudden, he signs for the 100 mil for Dallas. I, I can't even call that a home team discount because that, <laughs> that obviously wasn't. It's was $100 million. But now that this this cap situation is, is you know, crystallizing a little bit as far as, like, what they can do uh, in order to create cap space, it's been reported now 
uh, today, as a matter of fact, RJ hit us up with a couple articles, and now it's starting to make its rounds uh, severely, is that Demarcus Lawrence was offered a pay cut. Um, first, I'll go to you, Aiden. Is this justified, or should Demarcus Lawrence... Now, let it be known that Demarcus Lawrence has declined this pay cut, according to multiple sources uh, on the interwebs, right? So this is a decline thing. Um, he just got paid, you know, not too long ago. So, like, for them to ask them, uh, ask him and his camp for a pay cut... Aiden, is this a slap in the face to Demarcus Lawrence, or should Demarcus Lawrence be playing ball for the benefit of his team? I don't know. I don't think it's a slap in the face at all. I mean, I'm all I've always been kind of in the boat where NFL careers are short. I want the players to get the bag while they can. And I've always been on the player side of this. But what I will say, I think this is a self-inflicted problem with Steven Jones and Jerry Jones. What they've been saying, I think Demarcus Lawrence is realizing. Oh no, the Cowboys at this point, what, three weeks into the offseason, the Cowboys are kind of a sinking ship. And so I'm not gonna take a pay cut in for to get paid more next year when who knows what the salary cap's gonna be like next year because Steven and Jerry seem so terrified right now that it could end up being only worse next year. And so I think this is seems reasonable to me for Demarcus Lawrence. He's looking at the state of the Cowboys right now and he's he's probably thinking, well. I don't really want to kick this down the road. I want my money now. Aiden, I mean, uh, Tony, do you feel the same way as far as like he's justified in saying no to this? Or or do you think like, hey, man, play some ball here. We're trying to build this team and we can't do it without your money because obviously he he has one of the bigger contracts uh, with the Cowboys right now. You know, I kind of agree with both parties in this situation where in one can't hand, they remind can't, can't, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like they remind you all the time that it's a it's business first. So if you, if a player tells you to kick rocks when it comes to taking a pay cut, like get your money. I'm totally fine with the player. You know, doing what's best for him. In the same instance, if if the team's like, hey, you want to take a pay cut for? You can't you can't shoot. You know, if you're gonna sh- shoot a shoot there to make a chance. But at the end of the day, um, this team. They've they fumbled the bag in so many different ways so far in three weeks that I'm almost nervous, gun shy for the rest of the this offseason because we're talking about an entirely different team and that happened in less than a month. So that's scary. Yeah, I mean, I look, do, you, go ahead, Aiden. I I think Tony hit it on the head where I do agree that the fact that I sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. I have no right. idea what I was about to say. It was that good of a thought. <laughs> yeah. It just went away. If it does, you can cut me <laughs> off and say like, "Oh, got it." Uh, but I got will it. say this: as far as Demarcus Lawrence is concerned, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's necessarily a slap in the face uh, to Demarcus Lawrence. I think the Cowboys realize that he's one of the higher paid players, and they realize, okay, where's the wiggle room? And technically, you know, a pay cut right now might actually benefit him down the down the road. You know, usually when you touch these guys' contracts, that means you're kind of extending them, right? They're, you're extending the life of this team. But to Aiden's point before, when you were like, well, I don't know how much I want to be a part of all this nonsense if this is what's going to happen. But I, I, I'm siding with Lawrence for saying no, but I'm not faulting the Cowboys for asking him. You know, that's the guy that if you're going to ask anybody, he's one of them. And, and I can bring up the the Tyron Smiths of the world. I can bring up the Dak Prescotts of the world. You know what I mean? Like you can mess around with somebody else, but I think like the easiest path to getting in the green, which again, if they do both of these moves, right. And, and we're looking at a completely different team. I'm talking about no Cooper, no Lawrence. That's also a $40 million savings. You know what I mean? So, what they do with that, that's another story. They like to pay their guys, and then you've heard that there's a contract uh, 
you know, kind of floating around for Michael Gallup. Nobody actually really knows the number. There were a couple guys online that said that, like, they heard about the number and they're like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe it. And I'm not really buying into that. That's kind of nonsense to me. Uh, but I, I will say that they're also trying to, to bring back Gregory, right? So there's so many moving parts. But I guess the way they feel like the only way they could do this is if they, po- uh, you know, part ways with both of these guys. But now I bring it to you, Aiden. A defense that obviously played above its head last year, right? Everybody was like, oh, there's, you know, the Cowboys offense is going to be great, but you got to work on that defense, right? And then the defense absolutely balled, right? All the turnovers, the sacks, the, you know, just the overall play, Micah Parsons, everything involved with the defense. You take out the Marcus Lawrence. How much more, how much of a def, like a decline is this defense if you lose the Marcus Lawrence right now? I mean, are we assuming that Gregory's also gone too? Because I, even if Lawrence leaves, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to say, if you take Lawrence out, my biggest fear, and we talked about this earlier in the offseason, my biggest fear is just the rushing game, which was improved, but it wasn't stellar in 2021. It's going to go completely downhill again. Micah Parsons is going to have to be asked to do literally everything at that point. And I know we're all we're all kind of on the train of like, we want to see him in a versatile role, but we don't want to see him like, we don't want the Cowboys to draft based off of like to account for Micah playing right. every role. He's going to have to do literally everything at this point. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm terrified of what the defense is going to look like. Micah Parsons can only do so much. And if you take into account the fact that Gregory might not even be back, then I defensive lines. I, I don't know what we do with the defensive line at that case. You have to prioritize it in the draft. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, BPA does not exist anymore. Like, in that first round, that 24th pick all of a sudden becomes large, where everybody was, you know, it's mock draft season, right? And you got all these personalities online right now doing all their mock drafts, and most of them, if not, I want to say, like, 85 to 90% of them is all offensive line. But if you lose your best edge rusher, and I say best, not obviously not statistically, he's not getting all the sacks and everything like that, but we all agree that Lawrence does so much more on the field than just sack the quarterback. He's just a game wrecker. But you take him out of the equation, and man, oh, man, does that first pick become something that we actually have to sit on the edge of our seats with? You know, like, oh, man, what are they going to do? Like, which gap are they going to fill first, you know? So, uh, Tony, I, I got to ask you, man, um, Same, almost the same question as I just asked Aiden. You lose Demarcus Lawrence based off of, of a cut, straight release, no trade, none of that crap. You know, you just straight up release. Does this defense, is it, does it take that much of a, a step back or two, or can they address this enough to make it feel like, you know what, he was great, but we, you know, we got enough tools in the toolbox right now on the defensive line? I don't know how you could feel positive about this defense moving forward, other than you say Micah Parsons. Um, I think we all know this defense played above its. It's, you know, the median line of what we expected or what this team has shown over the last few years. We always knew that coming into 2022, there's we were expecting kind of like a, you know, back to the mean, so to speak, where they're going to kind of regress a little bit. You lose the Marcus Lawrence, who I'm a huge component of. I, I love the way he plays the game. I'm not even really concerned with the numbers. I mean, out there, his effort and what he brings to the team on a leadership standpoint, you're not a better defense for losing this guy. So it's going to take outstanding draft picks, you know, being able to hit on, you're not going to hit on a Micah Parsons level type of player every year. And, you know, even getting close to that in the first couple rounds is really tough to do. So, but you're going to need to draft impactful players early that come in and step in right away. 
And then at that point, you need to be able to be good in free agency. And we already know we're scared to death to spend some money in free agency. And so, yeah, I, I feel a lot more pessimistic about this defense and this team as a whole heading into this 22-2022 season than I did heading into last year. I think we all had a little positive feel about Dax coming back 2021. You know, we, there's a chance. I don't feel that same type of optimism as, as we currently stand. I don't think anybody can at this point. I, I don't think it's – I think it's safe to say that most Cowboys fans are very, very bitter right now. And I mean, if you get a pulse of, of Twitter right now and, and social media – there's not a lot of faith being tossed around to this front office. I mean, it's one thing to try to stay under the cap because that's the rule, right? That's the rule. That's a that's a, a known thing since Jump Street, guys. You know, like everybody knows you got to stay under the cap. I mean, tell that to the Saints. Tell that to the Rams, who are always like $70, 80000000 million in the hole. You know what I mean? They're always in a bad situation. But Jerry and Steven, specifically Steven, has made this uh, just an obsession, guys. It's like, this, oh, we got to stay under the cap. We have to stand in the cap like no no crap you know and i really censored myself there i'm proud of myself on that one uh but like no like no kidding you got to stay under the cap you know what i mean that's the rules of the game aiden why is this his mentality why what is he what what is this what, get inside the head of stephen jones what is he thinking right now i just i don't know what he's thinking i just think he's so unbelievably terrified of it's okay to start the offseason under the cap. And I don't think Steven realizes this, that like you can sign players and be under the cap. And it's always like, we are always retinkering these contracts and it's always worked. But now it's kind of come to a head where Steven's just so unbelievably terrified of starting the offseason under the cap that he's like, we have to cut Cooper. We have to cut. You mean, oh, you mean to- over the cap, over the cap. Over, oh yeah, over the cap. Sorry. He like, you have to do all of these things where, I mean, restructuring Dak probably where he's like, he does not want to enter the off season over the cap. And that's just, it's not a good place to be in when you're already a team facing a bad cap situation, sign the guys you need and you can figure it out later. Maybe you make some difficult cuts late, like further on. I, I just don't know why he's so afraid to start the off season a little bit over the cap. Yeah. I mean, there's a timeline for that reason, right? You have to be under the cap by a certain date. You know, if you go out there and get the guys you need, at least you have a better picture of what your team could look like. And then you could say, all right, I got to pluck this here. I got to pluck this guy here. Like, this is what we got to do. It's unfortunate, but these are the moves we got to make. But, like, for you to do all of this, right, all of this, to do nothing, right? Because we're not convinced that, oh, what if he gets $30 million under at one point? You think he's going to go out there and spend it on guys that we need? Like, that's not a and, thing for him. And what if he gets $30 million under, we cut Lawrence, we cut Cooper, and then he's not able to sign Gallup and Gregory or either of the two. And you strike out on some of these bigger free agents. The wide receiver market is not great. So if you strike out on Gallup, you strike out on the name like Chris Godwin, done. it's over. You are walking into the offseason with Lamb and probably a first-round pick. So Again, now, now all of a sudden it goes from getting that offensive line right or addressing some, you know, defensive help to all of a sudden, hey, maybe we need a wide out now. That's that's terrifying to me. Like that that's like I don't want to go, I don't want to be in that place. When they took CD Lamb a couple years back, you did it because you had to. Right? This guy was there. He was he was sitting there winking at you saying, "Dude, I'm still here." The why? I have no idea. Maybe there is something to that. I mean, we've seen a decline this year in particular of CD Lamb, but we all still uh, believe, uh, you know, that he's he's good at a receiver. He's a good receiver. You know what I mean? He's not like 
it's not like he's a you know just a guy who's just got the drops and he's got the yips and he's just he just stinks it, it's not that he just had a bad year and i think he's definitely due for a good year but the only way cd lamb could have a good year is that his supporting cast around him is just as good you know i, I just i don't know man it's 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 very worrisome tony uh talk me off the ledge here because what I'm looking at now is the the Dallas Cowboys in potential to remove two of their biggest names on their team. What do you think the first move the Dallas Cowboys were to make if the if Cooper and and um, and Lawrence are no longer with us? So it's and I'm on this earth. They're not dying. Like I'm saying, no longer with the Cowboys. Um, it's March the sixth as we record this. It's March seventh as you as you listen to this. Let's just say on March eighth, both are gone. What's your first move? What's Steve? You know what? Not your first move. What's Steven's first move? What is he going to do? I mean, I think Steven Jones is you're looking at it, right? Because I think it's been the natural progression in, within the media, within the Dallas Cowboys fans or in the know who are not casual about it. Everybody knew it was kind of this or that type of situation. If Mari Cooper isn't going to be here, the natural progression is because they were going to bring Michael Gallup back. If Demarcus Lawrence isn't going to be here, they're going to try to lock up Randy Gregory, where that's where the positive in this and i do air quotes for the you know people that can't see this because we're recording a podcast the positive in this is like yeah we lose demarcus lawrence but yeah but we keep randy gregory or yeah but we keep michael gallup so that's where they're trying to sell the dream to us is the fact that they're going to keep some of these homegrown talent but the fact of the matter is those contract negotiations and these are guys that want to get paid randy gregory hasn't got paid yet in his career michael gallup hasn't got paid yet in his career what makes you think they're going to do hometown discounts what makes you think that they should take a hometown discount so now it gets to the point where you cut these guys and uh, and these aren't in the type of situations that it's addition by subtraction. The Cowboys are not better for getting rid of these guys. They're not bad personality guys. They're not bad locker room guys. It's just, it doesn't make sense. And then, you know, you can't sit here and tell us you're making these cap moves for financial savings and then do nothing in free agency. So I want to see them be aggressive. If, if you're going to get rid of Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence, who is an absolute leader of men in that locker room, you better be ready to go hard in the offseason because then what did you do this for? It makes no sense. So I'm sorry I'm not as positive as you wanted me to be, but the moves I'm making is the moves that have to be made. If you're getting rid of them, you have to bring in Gregory back. You have to bring Michael Gallup back, and they have to be more aggressive moving forward. So I think, uh, like again, like the the savings that they would have right now, we don't know. Um, we don't know. Here's the thing: we don't know the the details yet, right? We're not we're not Demarcus Lawrence's agent. Maybe we have somebody on the inside that can do some digging for us over time. But <laughs> we don't know specifically what the pay cut was. We don't know if they came in and said, "Look, man." You got to make half of what you're making right now. And then Lawrence could just kind of like laugh and say, you're out of your mind if you think I'm doing that right now with the team in the state the way it is right now. Um, but if it was just a, a little bit of wiggle room and Lawrence said no, then it's just then then that means right now, if you think about it, let's just call Let's just use this as an, as an example. Right. So me, you and and uh, me, Aiden and, and Tony are doing a podcast, right? And I go up to Aiden and I say, Aiden, you've been doing a great job, man. I know we just get got you that blogging the boys bag about two years ago where we made you the highest paid podcaster, right? How would you like to take a pay cut? It would help us acquire other crappy podcasts. I don't know. So just just whatever. You know, it, it would ha- help us acquire other things in free agency for blogging the boys. You're going to take that? Probably not, right? I mean, this is not it's not in the cards, right? But now, now that you don't take it. How the hell do you expect any of us to do a podcast with you? You weren't a team player. 
you didn't help us out, right? So that that's the logic I'm trying to use here. I no, I think that's completely accurate. And it's different too when like you're asking I'm gonna go back to this when you're asking Demarcus Lawrence to take a pay cut to assist a team that has done nothing but implode for the last three weeks. It's like Demarcus is probably just sitting in his living room thinking, I'm supposed to help this. You're not helping yourself. Why am I supposed to be the savior of this? And so I I just I don't feel bad. Like, no, I for it, for Lawrence's sake, do what you need to do. What I will say, it is a little bit of a gamble because he's essentially saying, all right, I'm willing to take the risk that you cut me, which obviously we know is a real possibility now. But and from Lawrence's point of view, I don't blame him for any of this. See, a lot of people came, you know, coming out there, uh, you know, puffing their chest out saying, well, you know, we did all this amazing defensive work without Lawrence last year. You know, he missed 10 games, right? He missed a lot of games, missed a lot of football. But people don't, they fail to understand is that there were, they, you knew it and you felt it that Lawrence wasn't there. Even if we were winning games, you felt the impact that Lawrence wasn't there. Tony, your knee jerk prediction right now, as like I said, people are listening to this on March 7th. You know, by the time the new league year starts, is Demarcus Lawrence a Dallas Cowboy? I, I mean, I have a bad feeling about it, man. I really don't think that he's going to be here. And I think that's more so. Demarcus Lawrence is kind of eating touched on. He has no incentive to to not take, you know, the money. Why would you take the pay cut? Like, what is the incentive? What are you what are you selling me here to lose money? You're playing a gladiator sport where your 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 career could be over in a, in a snap. Why am I taking less money for, for what? Because Stephen Jones is afraid, like because cap, you know, because the cap is something that he he loses sleep over at the end of the day. So it's no, I you know, I hate, I take no pride in saying I think he may be gone when it's all said and done. Aiden, you feel the same way, man? Ooh, I'm I'm going to tentatively say Lawrence will be back because I'm in the boat that I think Amari Cooper is like good as gone. Like I, based off what we've seen, I think Amari Cooper is, might as well just consider him to be on a different team next year based off what we're reading. I will say after reading this DeMarcus Lawrence news, I – my knee-jerk reaction was the odds that we have both Cooper and Lawrence next year have effectively plummeted to zero, and the odds that we retain both of them walking into next year, in my opinion, is 50-50 right now. So I think, like I said, in my opinion, Cooper's close to 100% at this point. With the Marcus Lawrence, we're now hovering at 50-50. So it's, it's a really sad thing to say in a really sad situation to be in. If I can get on my soapbox real quick here... I. All these things that are leaking out, and, and you guys can correct me if you've seen something wrong. I haven't seen one person say these moves are being made to better the team. It's only been about money. Not a single person says the Cowboys are better for losing Demarcus Lawrence or Amari Cooper. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody talk about on the field things. Like we're at a point in time where everything is money centric and and you know team cap centric, but this team has been screaming. Do everything you can to win. Jerry Jones has told us that, you know, he cries about the thought about winning another Super Bowl. He'll do anything. He'll sell anything to get another Super Bowl. But none of these moves scream that to me. These moves scream financials, big, big, uh, big business. You know, let's get under the cap. Let's try to save our nickels and dimes here. But not one single person has mentioned that this team will be better off for this. Only that will be financially better for it. And that's the part that drives me crazy. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. 
As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's go ahead, Aiden. I was gonna add this a secondary thing that makes me crazy about all this is I'm not gonna spec, I'm not, I don't really like to speculate, but I do think that Jerry and Steven are relishing in this attention right now. They're like, we didn't win the Super Bowl, but look at us, we are the talk of the offseason right now. As all Cowboys fans are just like, what are you doing? We are like. We're becoming furious with this team, and Jerry and Steve are like, nah, but the national media is talking about us right now, so we're not going to try and put any of this to rest. We're not going to come out and say that we're going to do our best to retain these players. And like Tony said, we're not going to say that these players will, like, this is for the betterment of the team. Instead, we're just going to relish in this attention, and we're going to let Cowboys fans just freak out. This is this is where it goes. It, honestly, like... It, You've seen it. We've all seen it. We're, we've been on Twitter. We see what this, you know, everybody's just on Steven and on Jerry. Uh, but the problem is this. Until you actually affect their overhead and their bottom dollar, they don't, they, they're not, they're not going to care. You know what I mean? Like, until you say, like, you know what? When I get that email from DallasCowboys.com saying it's time to renew your season tickets, you have to sit back and say, well, hold on for a second. Because why am I going to do this if you guys can't even put an actual team on the field? And I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, I'm in that kind of a mindset, like as long as fours on their center and like and there's a certain amount of people around them, I think this team could compete. Right. But it's the NFL, man. We saw what the Rams just had to do to get to where they're going to go. They spent every last dollar and put themselves in the red by like 70 million dollars this year to get that Super Bowl. Jerry and Stephen Jones are not willing to do that. So why are we the ones that have to go suffer for that? You know, because it's- we're going to be sitting here in on March 6th of 2023 next year saying, Sean Payton's got his hands full. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be a lot of different changes made based off of the prediction that we're all predicting right now. And that's to say that Cowboys, sure, they can run through the East. Why not? It's a bum division, right? Then, then that's it. That's what that, the buck stops there. You know, nobody's nobody's sitting here saying that if you cut Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper right now, and let's just say that don't get Gregory back, and let's just say Gallup 
for whatever reason, gets offered more money, which, again, he's coming off a late ACL injury, so it's not like he's going to be super-duper ready to go, right? This team is in legitimate disarray right now, and I don't know where the faith is supposed to come from. Aiden, do you have any actual, like, can you, like, instill something in me? Because remember, I always say this, and I've talked to, we, we talked to Sean McEwen last week, right? I've talked to Nick Ralston. I've talked to a lot of guys around the organization. And every time I do, I come out of the conversation and I say, you know what? I don't feel as bad as I did before the conversation, right? Oh, even when we talk to, um, uh, why am I drawing a ball? Kyle Humans. Kyle Humans, right? Yeah. So even after we talked to him, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not feeling so crappy right now. Like maybe, just maybe we have something in the works. Something's cooking in the kitchen right now. Aiden, what the hell is cooking right now? Because it stinks. It stinks right now. Give me some optimism. If you don't have any, also be as transparent as humanly possible. Nope. I have zero. All right. (laughs) You know what? You know what? The one optimistic thing I'll say is if somehow, by some miracle, Stephen can just withstand the salary cap in 2022, with the new media deal, the salary cap's going to explode in 2023. And I just... I think every team's going to be in a good position, but I don't. I, just, I don't think the Cowboys are really going to be that deep into the red when the cap explodes. You'll have a little bit more flexibility. But even with that being said, I'm just sitting here thinking: Is Sean Payton really just hanging around his house thinking, "Oh, I can't wait to coach this team one day"? No, I, I genuinely think at this point, Sean Payton's like, "Yep, yeah, I'm good." Any other it's team like- need a coach? It's like, uh, like obviously, I live on the East Coast, and so does Tony. I'm not sure what basketball team roots for, but I'm a Knicks fan, right? But and even if the Knicks play at the Garden, it's the mecca, it's the greatest, you know, greatest arena in the world, right? It's just one of those things where you're going to be in New York. There is nothing appealing right now to come to New York. If you're a free agent, there's nothing appealing. So right now, I'm looking at the Cowboys. Now, let's just say, let's just say. We do cut Cooper and Lawrence, and we save all that money, right? That That's a lot of money, actually, coming into our bank account. Would somebody – would you be excited, or what would it take to get you to be like, you know, as a free agent? I mean, of course, a lot of people have wish lists, right? I see a lot of news and new little, little chirps about the Honey Badger, right? We've always wanted to solidify the safety position. We thought J. Ron Kirst did a good job, right? But now, potentially – Tyron Matthew becomes available, right? What's the appeal for him? What's the appeal? Does he really want to come to the circus known as the Dallas Cowboys, Tony? You know, it's funny. It's you kind of hope in that sense. And it's not even Tyrone Matthew specific. It's you, you better hope because we, it sounds like it feels like deja vu to me with the whole, Hey, Romo, go get it done. Now it's Dak Prescott. Hey, Dak, like go get it done. We're going to get rid of Amari Cooper, your number one receiver who we all agree. Dak Prescott, the, you know, developed and took another step forward when Amari Cooper got brought to this team from Oakland. But at the same time, it's, um, no, it's, the Cowboys have to be aggressive. And I don't even mean like shelling out big money over market, paying good players, great money. I just think they need, if you're going to accumulate cash, you'd be able to, you better be able to pick up players. And I'm not talking like low end $1 million deal, one year deals. I'm talking about being able to get guys in here. And if your plan is to plug and play, let's get some guys. I mean, maybe it is Tyron Matthew. And I'm not even saying that because he's a big name and every player, every big name gets, you know, linked to the Cowboys. So at one point or another, we're all going to see the graphic with Cowboys interested in so, so, and so, and whatever. But there's got to be your method to this madness because right now it only looks like madness and that's all it is. 
do you think um i mean look at the the contract negotiations that the dallas cowboys have, have, have done right and this goes back to you know des bryant right with all that negotiation and then you gave him this massive deal and you wind up cutting him right and i know there was more service time before you cut him but then you, you give up that first round pick and you give amari cooper that massive contract and then ultimately you might cut him too and then dak prescott gets his massive deal after being tagged a bunch of times to, to and, and and crushed our cap there and then zeke gets his deal do you have any confidence in this front office aiden i'll start with you do you have any confidence in the front office to do a good deal, no matter who it is. Like, let's just say it's Honey Badger, right? You're like, you know what? We really have a chance. Or even I heard Chandler Jones might be a free agent too, another edge rushing guy from Arizona, right? He's uh, he's a beast, right? But, like, do you trust the Dallas Cowboys front office to give him the right contract and not screw us in a couple of years from now? I just – I don't trust the Cowboys to get a contract like that done. I mean, I just can't think what's the last, like, high-priced free agent that we are like – Jerry paid up like it is like, yeah we and we've talked about this before the reason that the Cowboys keep handing out bad contracts is because they keep kicking their own players like down the road and saying we'll pay you eventually we'll pay you eventually well it builds up you have to pay them uh you have to back up the truck for them because you kicked it so far down the road I just don't know how they approach free agency though like who knows I mean they Paid so much money for Amari Cooper if you want to technically count him as a free agent. But even then, it was a retention deal. So I just don't know what it would look like if the Cowboys were to spend a, just a, an exorbitant amount of money on one of these high-priced free agents because we've never seen it before. Tony, I, honestly, think about it off the top of your head. No Google. And I know these, this, you know this team, the players come and go. But can you remember the last time the Cowboys went on a whim and and, and spent big money on a free agent? Not, <laughs> not and, and wasn't their own. No, not in any time in the near future. And that's the frustrating part because you just threw it in at the end there. Not on their own. They they tell you they don't spend on outside free agents because they want to spend on their own. And then when it comes time to pay their own, they get mad that they waited too long and then have to cut them. And it's like this is like the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing and expecting a different result is literally insanity. So we're sitting here and we're trying to think that we're the only team in the league that is absolutely strapped by the cap when there's triggers to be pulled on so many different players and so many different things they can do to make this team better. We're in a win now situation. This team three weeks ago was good enough to win a championship in the next couple of years because I think Dak Prescott is, this is his window. I would hate to see, you know, the next three or four years get wasted because they want to play cute with the money. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you hit it right there. I mean, the, the, the window is going to shut relatively fast on this Dallas Cowboys team. I have to bring this up. Like, you know, Jerry, well, specifically Steven, they like to take care of their own, right? And then just like as Tony said, like when it comes time, they're just like, oh, but I don't want to. You know, like you have to, right? You have to take care of your own first. But here's the thing. Let's just say, you know, again, hypothetically, Cooper and Lawrence are gone. And you take care of your own who are free agents. It, you take care of the Schultz deal. You take care of the, the Gregory deal. You take care of J. Ron Kirsch. You take care of Cedric Wilson, Gallup, everybody. You bring everybody back on, on new terms, right? Did this team get any better? You're bringing back the same guys that just lost last year. Right. So, therefore, there is no improvement. I mean, if you were to look at this team. Am I insane when I say that? If you look at this team. 
Yeah. Go sorry, ahead, go. Tony. Go ahead, I'm Tony. saying, go if you ahead. look at this team, the way this team is set up, I think every one of us here would say Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence are top 10 players on this team. If you're going to cut top 10 players for their backups, how can you sit here and tell us that we're better because of it? We've made more money, but we're not better. You know, I think RJ said it last week. We'll pop up on the Forbes list. All right. You know, like everybody, <laughs> we're the most we're the most profitable franchise because we have the dumbest fans on the planet that keep pumping Jerry's pockets full of coin because it's America's team, right? You got to go see them. It's an attraction. It's like I, I when I the first day I ever walked into AT&T, I walked in there and I saw the field on the bottom. And then I took a look around and I was like, I, I feel like I'm at the mall. With a field in the middle of it, you know, it, it wasn't a stadium field. It didn't feel like a football stadium. It felt like an attraction. We are right. the circus. <laughs> like and this is like, <laughs> hey, everybody, uh, the the you know the, the lions over here and the elephants over there. You know what I mean? Like we just have this, just uh, you know, and I'm not talking about Parsons either. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about actual lions. No, but it, like I, I just don't. I can't. I can't get behind this idea and again maybe we need to have tony maybe you need to hook us up with another guest bro because i am in like <laughs> disarray with this team let's get Cantor on the phone let's get demarcus lawrence's agent on the phone talk to him and see what the hell was offered because if it was a low ball dog crap offer you're gonna really start to see the smoke come out of my ears because you cannot undercut the best players on your team i don't understand i will never get behind this that's why I've been an, a, a Zeke apologist because I'm thinking about it like, yeah, you gave him a nasty contract when it comes to our cap situation. But at the time when he was paid, he was one of the best running backs in the league and we needed him to succeed. We needed a running game. Now that you have Pollard, yes, you have a little wiggle room and I'm still going to be the Zeke apologist and say that he still has some, you know, some tread on the tires. And I think that there could be a, a surge because they know he knows the Cowboys can get out from under that contract similar. So now the rhetoric next year, we're not going to be talking about releasing Cooper. We're going to be talking about releasing Zeke. You know what I mean? So it's just like all of a sudden, oh, man, I, I can go on and on. But it's like I know, it, you know, the, the time, it's just there's not enough time to describe to the to the masses right now, the people listening to us. And, again, thank you for listening to us. Please subscribe to us. Like the podcast. If you, if you don't like us, tell us that, too. Tell us what we can improve on. And, no, I won't calm down. So that's out of the question. But, Aiden, when you look into this 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 crystal ball here, man, what do the Cowboys have to do to reinstore the faith of Cowboys Nation right now? Because let's just hypothetically say that they make the moves that we don't want them to make. What could they do to just save it and say, like, you know what? But we did it because we want to do this. What is this? Um, right. I think right. <laughs> the exhale, the exhale right there, it tells the story, my man. I like guess that's, that's insane. I think. I mean, if you were to ask, it would be. It would. This is I guess, assuming that Cooper and Lawrence walk. Like I guess now that we're kind of expecting, it would be re-signing Gallup and then re-signing Gregory and then just adding two big name free agents that we know is probably not going to happen. Adding maybe a Ryan Jensen on the offensive line and a Tyron Matthew or a Chandler Jones on defense. I mean, it would just be something like that where you're like, okay. I see where this money went. This is now you got right. four so good it's, players it's for two. If, it's almost as if like not trading per se, but at least keeping receipts. Like almost like a I'm not I don't I don't know what I'm looking. Uh, all right, so 
I'll take like a car analogy, right? I've been talking about gas prices uh, forever now online where people are just ripping me right now, currently as we as we podcast. But like, let's just say I have this big old truck, right? And it's great. It's got, you know, certain amount of miles on it, runs great, but just the market's just weird. And all of a sudden this flashy new truck is over here. So if I said, you know what, I'm going to cut this truck. I know everybody loves this truck and it's been a beauty, right? It's, it's rode perfectly. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with the Marcus Lawrence. There's nothing wrong with Amari Cooper. But you know what? In order to cut this truck, that new truck over here, that one's really, really shiny and sexy looking, man. So I want that truck. If they do that, I'm almost willing to say, you know what? All, all right. I get it. Okay, fine. They had their eye. But I just don't have that confidence right now. I don't think that the move to make is going to like there's not there isn't a move to make out there. Do I want Honey Badger? Do I want a Chandler Jones? Do I want some offensive line help? Do I want a Chris Godwin? Do I want to whatever? Do I want all that? Sure. Do I think they're going to do it? Not an ounce of my being think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to do anything like that. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a thousand moves that the Cowboys could make to restore my confidence. I would predict they're going to do absolutely zero of them. So, <laughs> And right now, as of right now, you're listening to this, March 7th, Greg Zerline still on the roster. So that just goes to show you that there's just no confidence in this front office right now because he is just... Yeah, he just he ruined holidays. He ruined he ruined Sunday after Sunday. Tony, restore some faith, man. What are the Cowboys going to do before we get out of here? Uh, man, it's a t that's you know, it's funny when we talk, cover this team. It's the hardest I've ever had to be try to be positive. And I've been a pretty optimistic guy throughout the whole season covering this team. And, what, what does RJ you know, call you? The the chicken little chicken little. Yeah, he calls me chicken <laughs> little. And uh, honestly, at this point, like I'm more like dejected little. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's so hard to be positive because it seems like every time, you know, you, you open Twitter and hit refresh, there's something new about the Cowboys and it's not positive. It's just been like, you know, it ever since we lost to the 49ers and Dak, you know, slid and uh, <laughs> it just got gone downhill from that very moment on. It's just not been positive. But I'm I'm we they have not earned our trust and they have not earned the reason uh the you know to give them reasonable doubt that they're gonna do the right thing. But you hope if they do pull the trigger on some of these moves, they gotta have a plan in action because this team is not better than they were three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever it was, they're just not better for it. So obviously uh, this has been another uh, loaded jam packed episode of first and 10. And I know what you're thinking to yourself. Like you're going to turn this off at the end and be like, man, I feel so much better about the Dallas Cowboys right now than I did right before <laughs> I, I listened to this podcast. <laughs> and I know I'm being absolutely sarcastic in that regard, but I mean, look, we'll, we'll see what happens. We got another week of, of, of you know, off season per se we have the combine we didn't even touch on the combine but we'll leave that to the draft guys you know the mock drafts are out there and and now things have changed man that the mock drafts are changing uh because it's no longer best player available it is literally filling a hole or a need and you never want to draft for need but it just seems to be that's that's the direction we're heading so Hope you guys enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast network. That is all of the podcasts that you get. There's like 74 of them at this point. Every night, there's another Cowboys podcast on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. You can also check out the live stream on Tuesday nights. That's the roundtable, the Blog and the Boys uh, YouTube channel. Go check that out. Uh, they will be first and tenless. Uh, none, no, none of us are going to be on this, I don't think. Uh, so the next time you hear from us, it'll be another week to digest of the uh, of the Dallas Cowboys season. But you never know. Uh, RJ might come knocking 
and uh, negotiate a new deal uh, for each one of us to say, come on to the Blogging the Boys Roundtable because we need you guys. We need the fire. So for Dave Sturgio, Aiden Davis, Tony Catalina, this has been another episode of the First and Ten Podcast here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. We'll see you guys next week. I would say go Cowboys, but at this point, I just don't want to. I'll see you guys later. 